Welcome to another episode of the Tea Corner. I'm your host, Mr. CEO, Spoken Keen. And today, I hope y'all living up and living your dreams. And, you know, understand that it's a beautiful, blessed day, man. Because many of us, it's not realizing that. And we falling short of what we support in life. But uh, today, I have a special guest on my show. He is an author that's, that's you know, stepping out on the scene. And I want him to go ahead and, you know, talk about himself and, you know, sh- tell the world what he does and stuff like that. But bringing to y'all today, Mr. Daniel Eby, right here to the Tea Corner. All right. All right. Hey, I said it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Tell us about what got you into writing, man. Yeah. What got me into writing when I was young? Like, I stay writing at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. It has always been my passion to write. Like, I just have this zeal to touch lives through my writing. So, like, I remember when I was 17, I started my first novel, titled In Between. So I stayed writing. I finished it when I was 19. Mm. So I finished, yeah. The name of the novel is in between, but I'm yet to publish it because of some certain criteria. But I just have this passion to write because normally, like, I feel like I speak to people through my writing, especially when I write poems. Mm-hmm. So that's what inspired me, especially uh, authors like Chimama Dangoza Adichie. She's a renowned Nigerian uh, author. And then authors like Chino Achebe, a Pan-Africanist. He's the author of Things Fall Apart. So I just fell in love with their writing and then it pushed me to write. And uh, authors like uh, Shakespeare, because when I was young, like I remember my seventh grade, I'm good at I'm good in reading Shakespearean novels like Tempest, Romeo and Juliet, Taming of the Shoe, and all those uh, Asian novels, something like that. So I just fell in love with their writing. So, mm. but basically, these Nigerian authors, mm. the Nigerian authors like Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie and uh, uh, Chino Achebe, they made me to have this passion. So I, so, but as for being a poet, what made me to be a poet? Like what inspired me to be a poet is that mm-hmm. I just feel like mm-hmm. with poetry, with poetry, you can speak to people with your words. Well, with poetry, like, yeah, like with poetry, like you can speak to people, the stanzas, the lines, everything, everything can be in form of a spoken word. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything can be in form of his spoken words, like can be inspirational. So I just feel like touching lives through my words and then through my writing. See, man. So I'm tell you right now. You, you so since me. then I've written you right now. You you had me when you was talking about the whole when you was talking about the whole authorship. You, you broke down being a poet. You broke down being a poet. I was like, Yes, we're gonna have a good interview on yes, this. Yes, we're gonna have a good interview on this one. 
So yeah, because I'm a poet myself. So, yeah, because I'm a poet myself. I was like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, go man. Sorry go ahead. About that, but sorry about that, but you just what do you say? What do you say? Um, when you when you was when you was um, breaking down when you was breaking down the you was talking about we use our words talking about this, use our words this. I'm like this, yo. I'm not be this, yo. I'll be thinking right there. I'll be right. No, I'm getting stuff off my chest. I'm getting stuff off my chest. Like it's going to heal somebody. Like it's going to heal somebody. So yo, so one hundred, yo, one hundred. So can you? I can't get you. Like, can you repeat yourself? Oh yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? We good? I can hear you now. Okay. I was saying. Yeah, I was saying that you know when you were speaking about the poet and stuff like that, you, you know, you, you you hit something in my spirit and my soul because, you know, you know, I always tell people that, you know, even though I'm getting stuff off my chest, I know that these words is going to heal somebody somewhere in the world because that's the reason why I continue to write poetry and stuff is because I know that I'm doing a good thing, you know what I'm saying? So when you said what you said about the poet and you know connecting people with words and stuff, it, it just hit me, man. I was like, yo, that's beautiful, man. But yeah, go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, poetry is one of the lost genres of literature, like uh, brain obsolete, you know. They can't. Less people are going into poetry. Like majority of people are not going into poetry. Like the way they are going into prose or other forms of literature. People are seeing it as something that is tacky, as something that is difficult to read, or as something that is less interesting. No, we have various novels, we have prose, we have drama, we have prose dramas, we have various forms of literature that mm -hmm. is selling or that are best sellers in the literature market. But poetry is just there, like because people are seeing it as something that is obsolete in nature or or Asian, something like that. But the, the fact is that like with poetry, we can speak to people like it's just a reformed version of literature in a disguised manner like it's just a reformed version of literature but people are yet to see the benefits of 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 poetry because they don't read poems uh, they don't read poems they just feel that yeah it's just hard but i just want to encourage people like with my writing to to go into poetry read poems like, yeah, just read various poems at least. There are poems that can touch the soul, like, that can change people a lot. You know, one thing about poetry is that being a good poet, like, you can speak to people in many ways. Even people that you don't know, you can speak to them, and then you can connect with them. You can connect with them in body and mind. You can mm -hmm. connect with their soul. People that you haven't met, 
Yeah, there was my poem, like The Woman's World. I once published The Woman's World on my Facebook page. People are commenting, were like, wow, Daniel, it's just like as if you're speaking to my soul. Like, wow, you're just speaking to me naturally. Like, actually, I don't know these people, but they were like testifying that I'm speaking to them. So this is one thing about poetry. It will be as if someone that you don't know is just speaking to you. And then it will be as if you're experiencing something that you experienced before. Like it will be a flash of something that's, that has happened or it will be a flash of something that will be in the future. Poetry has, has a way of connecting the past, the present and the future. It's just wow. there like, yeah. It's just the best connector in terms of uh, in the genres of literature. That's for me, like, that's why I just like poetry. Although I've published one post, although I've written one post titled in between, but I'm yet to publish it. But I just like writing poems. I just love writing it. Like, it gives me joy. Like, just do stanzas. Because I feel like, yeah, let me speak to people today. Let me speak. Let me pour up my soul. Let me pour up my soul to people. That's what I feel when I write poems. Like, so. Oh yes, oh yes, man. And yo, I have a similar, you know, testimony to myself about what you was talking about when you night put your art out there and you don't know what it may do, but you get that confirmation by from somebody that said, Yo, this speaks to my soul and stuff. Thank you for writing this. You know, your words really helped me and stuff. You know, I, I was like, yo, that's what, you know, true poetry is supposed to do. It's supposed to be a fashion, a way of healing, you know, whether you healing yourself or whether you healing somebody else. Or if you somebody else or if you yeah. Yeah. Hello? You still there? Hello? You still there? I'm still there. I can hear you. Oh, okay. You just froze. Oh, okay. You just froze. And I'm getting feedback. I can hear you. I can... Okay, cool. I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, so, yeah. Poetry is like a form, like how you said, it's to touch people, you know, you know, and for healing and stuff. So, it, it's pretty awesome to hear that you have a similar testimony and stuff and man it's just awesome to hear that you know people are still like like how you said um about the whole poetry it's a lost art and stuff in some ways you are correct on that you know what i'm saying because it's not seen as you know a non-fiction or a fiction book you know and some people just pick up a poetry book just to you know you know, pretty much just to be, I don't know. I don't know. We lost them, but we got them back. We got them back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. But yes, indeed. But yeah, poetry, like how you said about poetry, it, it's, it's, it's coming back slowly, but it needs to come back and start hitting people that needs to hear it because there's a whole lot of heartache going on right now. And I think that's why you 
pretty much seen the rise of the poets coming out too. And because, you know, we react from our surroundings, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we write. So, man, many blessings to you. You keep on doing that, man. And shoot, before we go any further, you know, is there like a book you like to publish? Is there a book that you like to uh, promote, man? I, I know you got some books that you need to promote and stuff. So, yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about them. So, the floor is yours. Okay, yeah. I've published about three poetry books. The first one is Read by Faith. Read by Faith is a Christian poem. You know, mm-hmm. just a poem that gives hope, yeah, to the despair spirit. You know, sometimes when you feel mm-hmm. that you are not getting it right, when you feel that you are broken, when you feel that things are not going as as it's supposed to be, so you just have to get or grab a copy of of the book that would work by faith. I wrote the book like. In my first, in my second year, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a pharmacy student. So after my results, like uh, after our exams, I was expecting some. I was expecting my results to come out, and then there yeah, are people like I was hearing rumor, you know, this kind of rumor that most of the people, most of our classmates, didn't pass the exams or or something like that. And then I don't feel like I don't want to receive the exam because it's very difficult and all those stuff. So, mm-hmm. but then when the results came out, I got distinction. I was marveled. Like I was among the few that got distinction. Most of my classmates failed. So I was just like I just picked my pen because at that moment when I when I heard the news that most of our classmates failed, I was like depressed. So I just picked my pen and then wrote read by read by faith. So I think the first line I still I can still I can still remember the first line. It reads, "This is me, wrecked by my own faith and belief. On rocky hills I prayed, and my knees now bear source of my own prayers." And then the last line says, "This is me with faith and prayers on your feet." A child that flows an elder must definitely eat cola or egg. But as I follow you, Lord, I know that you heal this broken hearted. This is me said by my own faith and belief. The hand that touched the jaw must definitely reach the mouth. The Lord has touched me, so his grace heal me. Like it was this moment that I just this is just the first line and then the second stanza that I just read. Because no. The few, the few, the few of the, the few stanzas like it has a summary of uh, of when I was depressed, and then and then the last stanza, like the last two or three stanzas, like it's it just summarized uh, the past, like when my results came out, and then when I was saved, like it's just like when I was saved, all this thing, like, it's just like a miracle. Everything that happened was just like a miracle, so. This is just the part of this is one of my poetry book, like titled Work by Faith. Yeah, it's just like a, a miracle for me. And then the second, my second poetry book, the one I published, uh, is 
Mosman died to live. That's for the paperback. And then the ebook is self discovery. Yeah. So, like, that Mosman died to live. The paperback uh, is just, just a collection of poems. You know, when I left secondary school, like, what, when I left high school, I still write when I left high school, shortly after I left. So that's when I still write. I still writing poems, like, various poems, like, so mainly on Sundays, I'll just compose poems, and then, especially on Father's Day or Mother's Day, I'll just compose short poems and then post it online and then share with my friends. So I just compose some, some poems and then put it on together. Yeah. 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 So in that, uh, so the second poetry book I published is just a collection of poems I published since when I was 17. Now, now till now, I'm 21. So it's just a title of poems. Uh, I think it includes Most Man Died to Live, A Woman's World, Self-Discovery, uh, What My Father Told Me, Night of His Past, Let's Make Love, and then What My Father Told Me, Part 2. Well, it's, just, uh, it's just a character of poems together. Yeah, I believe like anyone that just loves poems, anyone that just loves reading poems, they can they can get it because it has various characters of poetry in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the last one, the last one I published is what my father told me. Yeah, I just feel like you no, know, sometimes uh, the we just fatherhood is under underrated. You know, fathers being a father, we are in a world where fatherhood is not being celebrated, especially like paternity. Paternity is under-celebrated. So, and then I remember when I was growing up, the words of wisdom from my dad was actually my, my mom died when I was seven. So I grew up with my dad and my grandmother. So, you know, and I was very stubborn. <laughs> so when I was young, like, my father used to encourage me, used to teach me a lot. So, and then... I, I learned a lot when I was young and then I coined it with the proverbs, like with the proverbs of our people, because normally in Nigeria, here in Nigeria, I'm, I'm from Yubo tribe, I'm from the tribe of Yubo. So like we speak with proverbs, we speak with proverbs, we communicate with proverbs. A proverb can, can be likened to be the palm oil that is used to eat words. Anyway, an elder that is speaking without mentioning proverb or without saying proverb, can be liking that if he didn't say anything. So for you to like, for you to see, for you to sound reasonable, yeah, you must, you must, you must say something in proverb. And the one thing about proverb is that proverb has its own meaning. Even a dollar, even someone that is that is not intelligent enough can understand what he said. So, so I just coined those proverbs. Those proverbs I heard while growing up. I just coined it into writing. So that's why I published the book, What My Father Told Me. So that what my father told me has two parts. The one where the, where the father is referring to his son and the part where the father is referring to his daughter. So these are the parts that are embedded in what my father told me. It highlights various uh, inundations, inundation of wisdom 
a father has for his children. Uh, their child, one of the lines reads, when I was young, I was foolish. It's as I grow old that I realize this. Never you underestimate the admonitions of the old. For what an elder sees while sitting, a child can never see while standing. So all these things, like all these things, I put it down into words. And I think the paperback has a uh, 64 page length. The paper, the paperback has 64 page length. Yeah. So all these things, all these words, all these words of wisdom, I put it uh, uh, into, I put, I put it into words, and then I put it into poetry. Yeah. And then one thing about it is that it's, it's comprehensive. It's not ambiguous. Like it's not ambiguous because. I have a friend that once complained that my writing is too big, ambiguous, or it's too, it's too, it's too ambiguous or voluminous, or that my, or that my diction, that my vocabulary is too voluminous to understand. So, but this one, like, is is comprehensive. Even a child of two years or four years or five years can understand it. So, that's these are the three poetry books that I published for now. Read by faith. Self-discovery, that's in the form of ebook, Must Man Die to Live, in the form of paperback, and then what my father told me. Yeah, they are in the forms of, like what my father told me, is both of them are in the form of uh, ebook and uh, paperback. So this is just the stage I'm now, like, although I want to publish a lot, like, I want to publish a lot, like, I'm on my second, okay, yeah. I have another publication going on now. Like I'm just typing in, so probably before the end of next next week, I'll publish another book. Just something about uh, something about black race. So mm. the the title of the book is Made of Black. So I just want to show the world that. Yes, we are capable of doing a lot. We are we are capable of doing everything. So yes, and then yes, yeah. So just this is just the stage I'm in now. Like I just want to publish this book, like Made of Black, and then other various books. Yeah, and then A Woman's World. I want to publish also A Woman's World. So these are the stage. I'm just in this stage now, like. Hmm. Yeah, man. That's awesome that you're doing that. That's awesome that you're doing that. Because you something that needs to be out there in the world. I'm proud of you. That's all I want to tell you. But, um, Yes. Yes. So, so when you when you, when you um wrote some these poems, where were you at? Where were you at? Writing, writing the, these poems. The, these poems. Can you repeat yourself? Uh, yes. Can you? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. I said, I said, when you was writing these poems, you know, books, 
news, for example, like, news, for example, like news, news, where were you at? Where were you Okay. You know, one thing about my poetry is that my poem, my my lines of poetry, each line describe an image. I use mm-hmm. I use imagery to write my poetry to to write my poem. Sorry, so I use imagery. I use imagery to write my poem. Yeah, imagery. So yeah. yeah, there are some things that will go on. Like most man died to live. Hey, the the paperback you see a man on clutches, a crippled man on clutches, carrying two jutes back two jutes back of rice on his shoulder. Because this was the image I captured. I snapped the picture during an NSAS uh, program that happened in Nigeria last two years. Okay, NSAS happened in Nigeria last two years. This is just a form of SAS is a form of police, uh, is a session of police that maltreats the citizens. Like they, they are form of like they just they are just there to maltreat the citizen. Like no form of they will just take you to 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 cell or to police station without interrogation or all those stuff, and then they shoot anyhow. So like the citizens, the citizens, like Nigerian citizens came together to say, we don't want this session of police called SARS. So so what happened in that during NSAS? There were there were riots, there were revolution, everything in Nigeria, all these things were happening in Nigeria. So there were riots, there were revolution. People were breaking into warehouses, all those stuff, like just something like that. So so I just captured uh, where people were just demonstrating. People, people were just demonstrating that we don't want this police. I was also among those that they were demonstrating. So people were demonstrating. We don't want this section of police again. People were rioting, revolution, something that like just a part of something. It can be likened to uh, Black Lives Matter that happened last year or last last year back. So. That, that's the thing with NSAS. So as people we are demonstrating, uh, mm. police came and then they started shooting sporadically. Yeah, police came and then soldiers came and then started shooting sporadically, all these things. It turned to a bloody riot. I thank God I was, I'm th- I thank God I'm still alive because a friend of mine was hit by a bullet. And then I was just recording, I was recording. So I was recording uh, things that were happening. And then I captured a man, a man that was carrying a jute bag of rice and then running. The man is a crippled man. So the man is a crippled man, like he's on clutches. But then he went to market to buy uh, some bags of rice. So as he was coming back, the, the conflict, he was just running away from the conflict so as not to be a victim. Also, as not to be hit by by the bullets, so he was he was running with his bags of rice and then his clutches. So I just captured the image. So most man died to live. Like it's just a poem. is is the first is the first page of the poem. It's just something that happened, and then I now transcribed it to my words. Yeah, these are the, just something that. Happened. 
Yes, but yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. The I like so, these girls haven't like. So, I now transcribe what's happened. I now use the imagery to write poem. That's why I, that's why I wrote Most Man Died to Live. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, and then mm-hmm. a woman's word. I wrote a woman's word. Uh, on Mother's Day, yeah, I wrote a woman's word on, mother, on Mother's Day. All these things are, are in, a, in a book titled Most Man Died to Live. It's just a collection of poems inside Most Man Died to Live. So, a woman's word, I wrote a woman's word uh, when, we are, when we are celebrating Mother's Day. I used it as a memorial for my mother. So, I think the first times I read, a woman's word is a word. Slow to emotion. This is a world we live in. So something like that, like it just reads that a woman's world like, is our world because we live in a world where women, where women are some like I don't know for uh, America because the rights they have women rights are women rights there mm-hmm. are recognized, but here in Nigeria and then some parts of Nigeria especially not in parts of Nigeria, women's rights are suppressed. So I wrote that novel, I wrote that poem, A Woman's World is Our World. So I think the first stanza is just ex- expressing the feeling that, yes, we live in a world where women, where women need to be recognized as part and parcel of the society. So at that, I just wrote it in memorial of my mother, because, yeah, when I, whenever I remember my mother, I'll just... I'll just say yes, this, this is a perfect definition of a woman. This is a perfect definition of, of a woman. Because everything, both the emotions, the caring, the love, the affection, everything was there. I can still remember everything when I even at at the little age of seven. So these are the stages that I was in when I was writing the poem. Yeah, these are the stages like. So most of my poems, I just don't write it. I wrote it out of something. Something must have occurred. Something triggered, uh, something triggered my actions for me to write my poems. And whenever I write, I try to picture various incidents. I try to picture the scenario and then connect it with my words. So this is it. Oh, that's oh, that's, that, that's a blessing. That, that's a blessing. I, I just want to say, man, you just keep on doing what you're doing, man, because you, you are healing and mending. Because, especially with the poem with you, imagery, like all of them, like, that's a gift that most people do not have, especially in the poetry. Um, um, it's like a lost art, like that. Because most most people want to speak from feelings, but for somebody to sit down and tell somebody in a poetic form, that that's that's skill. Yeah, yeah, that that that's a skill that can change the world. 
and um, what you was talking about, you know, the woman, you know, the woman, you are right, you are the woman, the woman is a very, very important, important. You know, you know, in the world, we not born. We not so. born. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, you. I'm what doing you doing. Doing. What do you say? Uh, I said I was feeling uh, you on what you were saying. What you were saying. Okay, about, about about woman, woman and, and, and telling the story, you know, using imagery. Yeah. So, so you got this one segment that we call that we call country. Would you be interested in coming to the Uh, uh, no, I can't hear no, you. I said, I, said, I, have, a I have a segment called Porch Corner. Would you be interested in sharing some of your poems that you have written in life? Look, I should read some of my poems. Okay. 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 So, okay. Uh, we. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back, and, step and the floor is gonna be yours. Okay. Okay. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Are you suggesting that I should read some of my poems? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna step, step away, and I'm gonna let you have the floor. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right, so everybody, here's Daniel here on the poetry corner. The floor is yours, man. The floor is yours, man. Yeah, I'll take it back. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yes, 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 we can hear you. All right, man. Okay. All right, man. So, there's, there's a collection of poems. Hello? Oh, oh yes. I'm, can I'm you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, the floor is yours. The floor is yours. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm getting published a poetry book titled uh, "A Woman's World" by God's grace. I'll publish it next two weeks. So let me just read some few lines from there, or some stanzas from there. So let me be. Let me read some few stanzas from there. And then the first page reads, A, woman, a Woman's Prayer. Dear Lord, as I lift my eyes to the sky, may you bless me with, with dues of hope. Sprinkle me with the joy of happiness. I'm buried in my soul, your word. 
Dear Lord, may I never be found wanting in motherhood. Germinating my womb, your desire. Fetter in me the seed of kings, queens that dominate all ones of the earth. Dear Lord, the food, of, the food for me will never bring me souls. May it water my soul with fountains of your will. Even in my times of tribulations, I will have a cause to smile. Their roots will spread around the earth, and stronger than Iroko, they will stand, where they shall take charge of the earth, which is rightfully theirs. Dear Lord, make my heart to be loved rather than to love. May I never seek love from a docile, unwilling heart. Oh Lord, sometimes some things are better left unsaid, not that they are undescribable, not, not that they are indescribable, but they are heavy for the mouth to say and the minds to conceive. When my eyes flow in ocean of tears, unable to say a prayer and look come to faith, dip your head, dip your hand to my wounds and heal me of my soul. Dear Lord, this is me saying a prayer for me. When despair bounds, when despair bounds my lips, may your spirit replenish my faith and set me on a track of hope. So this is the first part titled A Woman's Prayer. And then under parts, I have another part titled uh, The Power in Me. You know, this uh, the poem I want to publish next to is just a woman's anthology, a poetry uh, anthology for women. So this is the part I want to publish. So let me read another part. The power in me. When I thought myself as weak, I heard my spirit echo. Raging like a white tempest, it raised me up. My fears bowed and bended knee, for such is the spirit in me. It submits me to the voice that moves the earth, the spirit of God that burns as life cold. When I saw myself talking on my feet, I feel the spirit lift me up, and like a lamp, he placed me on his shoulders. The journey through the desert neither burn my feet nor dry my thirst. I feel the joy of a new dawn and unending bliss. When I I heard the whispers of despair. A new voice spoke to me, and we, and rekindled a flame of hope. The, the turbulence in me settled as a calm tempest. For such is the power in me, the spirit of God that burns as life cold. It's close and double-edged sword. At that point of death and anguish, you breathe in me the breath of life, and the dry, and the dried bones walked away. For such is the power in me. The spirit of God that burns as life too. So these are just few pages of the poetry book that I'm, I will publish next two weeks. So let me read Okay. Let me read from the poems that I've published. Okay. Uh, okay. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me just read from the ones I've published uh, last week. Or last two weeks. That's what my father told me. So I'm, I'm reading from I'm reading 
There's some, the world wants peace, but nobody wants to be a peacemaker. You can be the, you can be the joy people want to see in others. There's some, a forest that is basket should never grow mushrooms. Whoever that hits trouble should avoid what causes trouble. For nature rewards us with that which we give. The hand you give will be used to shake you. Dear son, I want you to listen. If a snake fails to show its venom, little kids will tie it as belts. When you fail to act at the right moment, make yourself vulnerable to, to strength. The predator in you will be turned to prey. Dear son, when a man chooses to dance naked in the market square, he thinks he's doing himself, not knowing that his family covers their face in the shame of the abomination outside. For the sake of your loved ones, I beseech you to take it easy with madness. Dear son, when a cock chases you in the morning, you better run for your life, for it might have gone teeth in the night. Never you mistake readiness for cowardice. Running from unknown danger doesn't make you a coward. In the end, it is he whose life is intact that will live to fight another day. Dear son, you shouldn't fall off the tree out of the fear of monkeys. Never you indulge in vices out of, peer, out of peer pressure and influence. That's which you know as truth should be defended at all costs. Dear son, don't reveal, don't reveal all yourself to the world. Be unpredictable and watch respect. Be unpredictable and watch respect sweep your feet. It is he whose legs are seen that the river drowns. The world values scarcity. That is why gold is valued, but, so, but stones are rejected. Dear son, the hen that wants to attack the hawk must first conquer the sky. Before you rule the world, be first be the master of yourself. Listen, child. A man that lives in evil forest do not sink surugede because surugede is the dance of the spirit. If you must sink surugede, then be ready to feast with the spirit. When you knock on the door of evil, never expect good in return. Dear child, a man that swallows coconuts must have confidence in his anus. If you must tell the path of evil, then be ready to pay the price that comes with evil. Dear child, he that once passes God, we have to run forever. Never you for once think that you are greater than the supreme being. Listen, child, don't be like the little bird who after a heavy meal challenges God to a fight. The damnation of greatness lies in its unchecked intoxication. What destroys a successful man is not success, but intoxicating feeling that he has arrived. Dear child, the sun will first of all shine on those who stand under it than those who knew under it. Never jump protocols on life when returning gratitude. Dear child, when you praise a donkey so much, it will start seeing itself as a horse. Watch yourself and observe, for too much praise can be dangerous. Dear son, in the clan of blind, ma blind men, the one-eyed man becomes the king. Be, be, be wary of what you normalize, because slowly it might lead you 
to unending pits of mediocrity. Dear son, he that winks at a man stronger than him ends up admiring him. In fighting battle, choose wisely. For some victories, a better one, a better one through peace. Dear son, when a child cries and points his finger somewhere, if his father isn't there, then his mother must be there. Your intuitions and instincts are strong signals of the future. For if well it for if well utilized, you can manipulate the future. You will be you will be, be instead of becoming. Let me read. Dear son. When a child is more than of becoming, dear son, when evil lingers for most, it becomes a tradition. Beware of what you normalize as actions today, for that will define your habit in later days. Dear child, when I count my blessings, I count you twice. When I look deep in your eyes, I see a younger version of myself in you. When I advise you, it's not only because I'm my child, but I see my young self in you. That which I didn't become in my younger days is that which I want you to achieve. So the line it goes on and then on and on and on and on and on and on. So I think yes, it's just the part like. I still have some. I still have some part of it in my head. Like, cause when I was writing it, I was memorizing it. I need to tell my kids all these words. Yeah. Then, mm. Well, true. I think you need to listen it, and then it was oh, great yeah. for me. Oh yeah. For all these things. It's like it's good for it's good for children to know who they are and then where they come from. Now that uh, paternity is going into doing, like we have paternity doing, like children are no longer with their fathers. Like children mm-hmm. don't go with their dad all those stuff. So. I just want I just want to write this thing. Yeah, uh, your connections kind of running slow, but I'm I'm catching most of it. Younger generations, younger generations, we have to so that younger generations. We see being a father. So the title is uh, underpart. One of the one of the stands I read like this. Dear child, age is respected by his own kiss men, but achievement is reserved. But achievement but mm-hmm. achievement is honored. People respect you for what you offer, not for who you are. Don't think you are limited to opportunities as a woman. Opportunities are vast. 
and only the wise grab it all at once. Play the victim and watch it slip away. Let me read it again. Dear child, age is respected by its own kinsmen, but achievement is revered. People respect you for what you offer, not for who you are. Don't think you are limited to opportunities as a woman. Opportunities are vast, and only the wise grab it all at once. Play the victim and watch it slip away. So, you know, I like this stanza most because we live in a world where people think that because I'm a woman, I can't achieve this thing because I'm, I'm not physically strong or I can't do it. So we live in a world where most, most, most women get discouraged because they feel that they can't match up in society because they are not physically strong as men. So this is what uh, this stanza is explaining. It's just saying that opportunities are vast. You have, and then people will not look at you and say, yes, because you're a woman or because that we are, we are going to offer you this thing for free because you're a woman or because uh, you, you like in your, you, you say to yourself, I'm, 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 I'm the good gender. No, we are not going to give it to you or we are not going to respect you because of that. We are going to respect you because of what you offer. So I think I like this version. I like this stanza very well. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, it's that well, time, man, where, 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 where I ask people to give out their credentials, which is not what people like Facebook, Instagram, wherever it's connected to you, it's your time to go ahead and know where people go ahead know, get with you. What do you say? Yes. I was saying this is the yes. part of the show where I, I call the credentials. Where you give out your Instagram, your Facebook, or where people can come in. Look at some of your poetry. So go right ahead. Your poetry. Go right here. Okay. My Facebook profile is Daniel Libe. But you can find my book on Amazon. Well, well, I think I'm in social media I'm active and just Facebook and then just Facebook. Okay, just Facebook. Yes, indeed. Um, well, yeah. I'm only active on Facebook. Yeah, okay. Facebook. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah. So it's on Daniel. Okay. So, so it's uh, Daniel. I... What do you say? I say it's Daniel Iba on Facebook. What do you say? I say it's Daniel Iba on Facebook. Bye. No, what's your Facebook so people could, you no, know? What's your Facebook so people could, you know? Okay. I see my Facebook. My Facebook name is. My Facebook profile is Daniel Ibe. Daniel Ibe. Okay. All right. So okay. y'all. All right. 
So y'all, you know, this is the CEO Spoken King signing off. CEO Spoken King signing off. Thank y'all for joining and us. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank you, Daniel, for thank being on the show. You for and y'all go support this brother right here because he's and doing some very good things. Y'all go support this brother right Until here because he's doing some King signing off. Nice. Love one dream. What up, y'all? It's that time. My favorite segment of the show. Y'all already know I am a poet by heart. So, with no further ado, here's another exclusive poem by Mr. C.E.O. Spoken King. Right here on the T-Corner. Brought to you by T-Line Beats Production. 
Here we go, y'all. Let a King Speak by CEO Spoken King. Let a King Speak. Whispers of sweet emotion flow through me. Let a King Speak. Because our queens and our children must see the royalty and the loyalty mixed in this crazy ass world that would rather see us dead and gone instead of hearing our spoken word. Let a king speak. See, I know the tricks of the trade and whether the world wants us to be happy, it don't matter because I'm smiling. Why? Because I saw a dawn of a new day. I saw the sunshine appear on a cloudy day as if God is trying to say, do your trials. Don't worry. You'll be okay. See, that's why I sit and pray. Because I know one day rainy clouds don't last always. I speak like this because this is me. Who am I? I'm CEO Spoken King. God bless you. And tune in and listen to my testimony.
What up, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode. Yes, and like I like to end all my episodes, I want to wish y'all peace, love, blessings to y'all happy homes. And until next time, this is CEO Smoking King signing out. But, but I want to leave y'all with this. If you keep on asking for more, more will come. And if you believe that you are worth more, more will show. If you believe that you can do more, more will arrive. And guess what, baby? That is an upgrade to what you used to be. And today, I want to send this beautiful message to everybody that's going through mental um, depression. Like, I don't care. Whatever you're going through in life, remember one thing. You are beautiful. You are worthy. And you are worth it. Until next time, y'all. This is CEO Spoken King signing out. One love, one dream. Let's go. Let's all reach our goals in 2022, 2021, 2023. Let's do it. And you know what? I can't even leave this. I can't even leave this podcast without a salute. So peace, love, blessings, y'all. CEO Spoken King out.